Hello and uh, welcome back to the Jerry Joe Legionated Show. Um, we're just a few minutes after the final whistle at the Emirates, um, where Leeds have unfortunately lost 4-2 to Arsenal. Um, certainly a game of two halves. Um, Leeds come out in the second half and, and uh, put up a bit of fight and showed a bit more in the in the, the second uh, second part. So still a defeat, but there were um, there were some signs of encouragement in the second half. So I'm going to have a chat about the game um, and welcome to the channel as well. This is, a, I think, the first time Heidi, um, Heidi Haig has been on. Um, so welcome, Heidi. And uh, if you just want to give me just your initial thoughts in of what you thought of the, the game today. Uh, well, to be honest, I think we lost it uh, with our lineup at the, the start of the game. I just thought we should have kept striking his uh, strongest position, which is in the back four, uh, and put somebody else in that uh, holding position for Phillips. Um, I just think we were at sixes and sevens. Uh, I know Arsenal upped the game for today. And, you know, yeah, the, the, the first half, they were definitely the better team and runners ragged most of it. Uh, but once we went a goal down, I, I thought we needed to change it, but we didn't do and I thought Bielsa is probably hanging on till half time, but by half time it was far too late to do anything about it. Um, but I mean, what you see from Bielsa is what you get, basically. And I know he's got to do it his way, even if I don't agree with it. Um, but it was still quite frustrating when you, you just knew what was going to happen. You could see it happening. And I know we've got hindsight because we're above the pitch and it's a different one when you're close to the pitch and everything. But um, I just, I just feel we should have done something about it a lot earlier. And yes, the second half, uh, you know, we never gave up, which we never do anyway. Uh, and it'd have been nice to come back and win five four, but you know, I don't think there was any chance of it really. Well, um, I, de- I definitely agree with what you're saying about the, the positions. As soon as it, like, as soon as I seen it, I seen the lineup, and I kind of thought to myself that, like, obviously with Calvin out, it was going to be either Taylor Roberts or Shackleton that come in. And I thought straight away Shackleton's going to come in, and never for one minute until see until Sky were lining up the team and they were like showing Shackleton playing right back, and it, like it never even occurred to me that that was what Bielsa was going to do. And I kind of like even whenever I was seeing Sky doing it, I was sitting looking at it and thinking, Nah, nah no way, he's not he's like we've already seen that, we've already seen this stroke in defensive midfield, and it hasn't worked, and. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think I, I I think he's a really good player, but he, he's a centre back. There's no doubt about it. Like he, you wonder like what what is that? What is he doing in training? Like is he playing like he's like sort of vintage like Perlo or something? That he, he also keeps thinking that he, he, he can put him in there, and it just didn't work. Shackleton again as well at right back. Um, whenever he went to midfield, I thought he was so much better. I just thought he. he He's a real bundle of energy. I really like him in midfield, and I think he's he's a quality player. But he just doesn't he doesn't look comfortable at all at right back, and it just felt like there was a wee triangle there in the middle of the pitch, where you have Ealing playing centre back when he should be at right back, you have Straight playing midfield when he should be at centre back, and you've got Shackleton playing right back when he should be in midfield. You know, it just it just felt wrong. It looked wrong. Um, I think even some of the goals, you could maybe say they looked a wee bit unsettled. They didn't look comfortable in their positions and that allowed them a wee bit of space, um, which they otherwise shouldn't have had. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, else is, he, he's, he's so far on credit, you know, that, that we can, you know, like he's, for me, he's like the most influential in, in years and years. Like you're probably at least 30 years going back to 
when we won the league in 92. Um, and at the end of the day, it's hard to criticise him, but I do think that, you know, today was on him. And uh, I don't like to say that, but I wouldn't personally wouldn't uh, criticise the players. What, what would you think of that? Well, I, I think it's right. I mean, he's set in his ways as Bielsa and he will only, he, he doesn't like making changes. But I, as you say, until that lineup happened on the pitch and I, I just never for one minute thought he would change that settled back four because it was working and working in our favour. So why would you change something that was working for something that you know it don't work a lot of the time? So, yeah, uh, I, I do feel he made the mistake from the start and again, he'll learn from it and you've just got to move on afterwards. But uh, at the end of the day, we could have done something a lot more with that game if we'd had people playing in the proper positions, playing to our strengths instead of giving Arsenal carte blanche really to just run rings around us, which is what happened in that first half. I think it is. And in some ways it can be all the more frustrating because of like how, like there was sort of like a 10 or 15 minute period, although we were like well behind, but you could kind of feel that we, we were given Arsenal a wee bit, you know, to think about and, and scare them a wee bit. And it just makes it all the more frustrating that, like, you've seen what we could do and obviously we give them that such a start. Um, so on the first half, I know a lot, a few people then were sort of saying that the three goals were all the goalkeeper's fault. Um, where, where would you stand on that? Per- personally, I thought two of them, I thought were him, but... I thought the first one was, was more just, you know, the striker, I thought, sort of sold him a wee bit, where he, he moved the ball to that side, like he was going to swerve it around the defender and then, then caught back in. I thought it was a good goal. But what, what would you say about those goals? With that first one, I mean, I thought it was going to to the other side of him and then, the you know, the caught us all unawares. Um, and, you know, he still got through to, to uh, defenders when all said and done. Um, the... The penalty that they were given, I would have sort of saying to me, husband, it won't one. He's saying, yes, it was. I'm saying, no, it went down too easily. So it was, I was glad to approved right. But then, of course, uh, the second one, I was saying, don't go back at that time. They put him under pressure. And yes, he got caught out. But it was the fact that we played back when we shouldn't have gone back. Um, and, you know, our best form of defence is attack. And by going back all the time, you're inviting Arsenal to... To, you know, to attack you anyway. So that wasn't really um, a good thing from my point of view. But, you know, yes, he shouldn't have got beaten at the near post, but these things happen. And, you know, I'd much rather have him in goal than any other person we've had uh, because I feel a lot more safer with him. But again, it depends what happens in front of him, what happens in the in, in the defence and in, in uh, the saves he makes. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he's still there and he's just got to pick himself up off the floor and uh, just get on with it. And, uh, you know, we're always going to lose some. It's not always going to work in our favour. But, um, you know, we've lost. Carry on. Just go to the next game now. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting as well because he, he is such a young goalkeeper. You don't want to be like, like blaming a young goalkeeper for for mistakes and the way the way we play as well, you know, you want your your goalkeeper kind of to be, um, you know, good with his feet. It's the modern the modern way is the modern goalkeeper all have to be good with their feet and all that's here and um, because he's young and it was it wasn't a normal like the normal back four in front of him. So you can kind of I think there's definitely you know things that you could you could point to and say you know 
he was under a bit of pressure. Maybe it wasn't entirely fair the situation that he was put into. Um, like a few of them, I also think Strick, you know, was, was sort of thrown under the bus a wee bit and Shackleton, where they were asked to play out a position. Both young players and both players, yeah, like certainly them three are all players who I think, you know, over the next sort of five years can be very important for Leeds United. Um, so it was it was disappointing just, you know, that they sort of suffered um, like they did today. Half time, um, Bielsa made the changes and it really couldn't have got off to a worse start. You know, like I know like Costa's come under a wee bit of pressure lately. Um, sort of he's been getting it. And the first thing he does is gives the possession away and it leads to the goal. And I'm just sitting thinking, what have you done? Like, is this is this really just made this worse? And obviously, like it was disappointing to score, but I thought he I thought he turned he turned himself around a wee bit as well. And, and he was he got a goal, was involved, and uh, I was delighted as well to see Strook scoring. Obviously, the game was at the Palace game there. He, he could have had a hat trick. And at and, least uh, he very commanding hitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad for that lad because uh, you know I said. Once he learns how to put him into the net with his head, I says uh, it'll be a good one because I says how many times have we been able to score from corners with with headers? That's something we've been very weak on for a long, long time. Uh, so I was pleased to see him get that one. And yes, with Costa, when they brought Costa and Roberts on at half time, I just felt they're not really the answer in the sense they're not the strongest players. They give possession away too much. Uh, but yeah, as you say, it turned it round a bit, and you know, with a bit of look, bit of luck in that second half, we maybe would have got it a bit closer. But uh, I know we, I know we will always put a fight up and we'll play for ninety minutes. Uh, but it's disappointing that we could have maybe got something out of it uh, if we'd have just changed things a little bit earlier rather than wait till half time to do something about the formation. I wasn't thinking about bringing subs on. It was, it was changing our formation. And uh, at one point, I thought he had put strike back in the defence, but then I realised it was just how the play had been. So, you know, whether it had made a difference, who knows? But um, you, you've got to play to your strengths. We, we have to play to our strengths. And but that's when we grow from it. Um, I, I think we have to mention as well, um, the young lad Hoggins um, got a... Got an opportunity, so it's nice to see some of these young boys. Like, I don't know if you've have you caught any of the under 23s games? No, I don't normally get a chance to watch any of them at the moment. I mean, I see odd bits, uh, seat goals and stuff, but uh, you know, it's another young prospect, and uh, he did well, did the lad. And you know, I suppose the thing is, at that time, we were really out of the game, and it, it could put him on sort of under no pressure. Uh, but we did nearly turn it around again. You know, if we'd if sort of that, there's a couple we came close to. If we'd have just got that third one, who knows what would have happened? Mm, yeah, the third goal puts a bit of pressure on. Um, I have to be honest, never seen him bringing on Huggins. I, I kind of thought to myself, like, this this is one hell of it, an introduction. Like, you're getting hammered away from home and stick the young lad in. And I just kind of felt like you know, he, he's. He's gonna get through under the bus here, but he done he done he done well, and like certainly from when he was on, I think I don't know whether we won one nil for that part or two nil for that part for his wee bit of the period, you know. But but he um he come on and he, he done okay. I think he had a wee bit at right back and a wee bit at left back, so he's he's a Bielsa player where he likes to likes to get uh, there and thereabouts in. So um just before we we move on then from today's game, I just sort of wanted to ask, what do you think? Um, obviously, we've got Wolves on Friday night, and if Calvin's not fit, 
what do you see? Do you think Bielsa will go with the same 11 or do you think he might be closer to the 11 that finished the game? I think we've we've got to put strike in that back line and play to our strengths, keep ailing at right back. Uh, and some people have been saying when we've had Klitsch in that role of Phillips, we've done really well. So it might be that we, we move him back and, and change the formation that way rather than get rid of your settled back four that was, you know, it seemed to be working. Um, but Bielsa being Bielsa will, you know, no doubt surprise us all. Uh, but, you know, you've got to take the rough with the smooth, unfortunately. And, you know, it's it's not always going to work out for us. Um, but I would, he is one person who does reflect and he does try to make a, amends the next game. So it would be nice for that to work in our favour. No, I definitely agree. Where like he's, I can imagine he he's sitting somewhere in the the Emirates Stadium at the minute, probably taking notes and thinking, "This is what I'm going to do against Wolves." You know, he's he's probably got exactly everything that he's going to do, everything he's going to say. He's he's uh, he's definitely methodical in the in the work that he does, and you, you know, he, everything he does, he does for a reason. So it'll be interesting to see. I look forward to the game, and I have, have to be honest. I, I do like I feel, I feel so much more positive after the second half performance. Like at, at halftime, I just felt so. I was just like I just. I know there's like they talk about the London thing, and like obviously the, the sort of the big traditional big games. Um, we've took a, a few hammerings on the road um, against the sort of bigger sides, and. I just, I'm glad that we kind of done, you know, a good, a good second half. Um, so we don't want to dwell on the game too much, you know. At the end of the day, we lost the game. Football's football. We'll, uh, we'll move on and hopefully get a positive result on uh, Friday night. But as I was saying to you before we come on, uh, come on live, I wanted to talk to you as well about you've um, a bit of experience and uh, one of my, one of my ambitions is to write a book and i think you have is it is it two at least two have you no i've got seven now seven are they all leads united ones yeah all leads united ones yeah my first one follow me and leeds united then once a leeds always a leeds fan then i did a joint one with andrew dalton called the good the bad and the ugly of leeds united which is based on uh, the um 1980s then i did no, I don't. Is it the sleeping giant awakens them back to reality? I'm not sure which round way round they were. Then Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds United. Then uh, Leeds are going to the Premier League. So that's. Uh, <laughs> to know. I think the, the two that I the two that I knew of were the first one and the last one. Um, yeah. So, well, like as, as as I say, it's something like I, my kind of like um, obviously I've been doing these YouTube chats and stuff for a while, but um, a couple of months really I've been doing that. And before that, I was I've been sort of just writing about football since about twenty twelve. Um, I've done a few, like I've done a lot of articles, but the difference, like, like how do you find the difference in an idea for a book? And if you were just like writing something like shorter, like how do how do you sort of get the inspiration for it? Well, first, the first one, Follow Me in Leeds United, is based on a diary I kept in the 70s when I didn't miss a game, home or away for seven years and was a girl in a man's world. And it was quite a torrid time in those days for us as young females, but also 
for the violence and trouble on the terraces and you're taking your lives into your own hands going to football uh, just to support your team. I mean, just brings you back to Arsenal and being followed all around the stadium. And, oh, it, you know, the, the, there's all sorts of stories that happened. And I used to go home and just write things down. To begin with, there wasn't a lot. But then uh, the more and more things that happened, you just you used to just write them down. Uh, I mean, the thing is, it doesn't probably flow as good as it should do because I did write everything down sort of from start to finish. I got to about 168,000 words and only needed about 80,000. So then you start chopping and changing. But I didn't, I thought I'd kept my original copy that I hadn't done. So, yeah, uh, you know, I admit, I know some people said it, it, it jumps around a lot, but I've tried to sort of follow a, a pattern in certain aspects. And uh, and it took you to the games abroad because uh, I was lucky enough to go to Salonica and Paris and went on the European Cup run in the 70s. Um, so, you know, it's taking, it's my experiences as a fan and it takes you where we went and the things that happened to us, but also to the other Leeds fans around us. And the fact is we've got a fantastic camaraderie with our fan base that started in those days that's still evident to this day as well. Um, and sort of that that was what happened with that one and it's a bit similar with the the second one but I've got other people's stories as well uh, and the first one was all my my photos that I'd taken around that time um, which I've been sharing on my uh, website um, just well early late, early last year uh, just to take our minds off things going on in the background um, and you know I've got quite a lot of uh, good response from people um, the one with Andrew Dalton was just basically on the 80s itself. And then I said I wasn't going to do any more because the stress of trying to do it and work and everything else was just a heck of a lot of things. But then um, I started doing the blog. I don't know when I actually started doing it. Um, and because I, I sort of do a write-up after every game, I based the last, well, the last four have been based on the match-by-match match, 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 uh, experience at games and... Uh, you know, it's it's how we've played because things, you know, people think, oh, we just waltzed through the league when we won it with Marcelo, you know, the other year. But we didn't. You see the ups and downs, the, the trauma you go through, the actual, you know, uh, expletives that I shouted at Casilla and things like that, you know, when we knew we'd had his chance taken away for, against Derby and stuff like that. So it, it's, you know, there is some humour in it, hopefully. But uh, uh, I take... When I go to, well, I'm home and away season ticket holder, and I take fans, uh, fo uh, photos of fans on, on at the games, and that's what I share as part of my blog. But a lot of them are included in my books. Now this year, it's obviously going to be completely different. Um, so I would think I will probably do one because people get to expect it, but uh, it won't be the same, no doubt. With us not being there, it's all behind closed doors. But um, I'm trying to share, share some photos from the past now to just try and include it. And if people have anything they want to, to share with me, I can include them as well. But uh, yeah, so it's it's really, it's just my experiences of going to follow Leeds United, basically. But, you know, it's, it, it does tell a story of where we've gone. You know, it's just how it is, really. But uh, yeah, that, that's really it. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm interested to know as well, like obviously like 
I you can always tell. See, whenever like you were talking like football, and I know that like there there's sometimes where like um like women in football as well, you know, kind of get they they sometimes get a bit of stick and stuff, and like at the same time, like I could sit and I could talk to somebody about football, and I'm sure you're the same. Where you can tell man or woman, you can tell within twenty seconds high end the football there. Do you know what I mean? And I can tell, like obviously. You know the, the places you've been, the things you've seen. You know I can tell straight away. I like we've never spoke before, and I'm always kind of like, I wonder how this interview is going to be. Like every one of my interviews that I do, but I can tell straight away. You know, as soon as I, as soon as I talk to you, you know you're into football. So like in the modern era, in the modern era, like obviously I've heard stories. You know about like what um following football and women in the the seventies, and I know that people say that there's a lot more. Um, women following football now and, and uh, young people and all that there, but I'm just I'm just wondering, kind of like since the the emergence of social media, where every idiot has a voice. <laughs> um, how would you like compare um, being a woman following football in the seventies to like? Would there still be people would give you grief, or have you kind of? Have you kind of earned that? Like, like you've more than like seven books about Leeds. Like, you know, like you're probably in the the, the top one percent of Leeds fans there. Like, do you know what I mean? So, like, like what way do people react to you? I think th- there is a lot of respect there because I've been there and I've done it and I've seen it and I've experienced it. Um, but I do try not to slag people off, and I think that's the difference. Uh, a lot of a lot of people you see getting stick, they're slagging people off left, right and centre. And and I've been had to be very mindful of how you conduct yourself on social media because it's so easy to get sucked into that, um, you know, and I've seen what happens to people. So I, I do try to sort of treat people how I want to be treated. And that's one thing that it showed me back in the 70s. I would treat people how I wanted to be treated because I wouldn't want them to go through what I had to go through. But it was a learning curve. I think it made me a better person in the in the long run. But I wouldn't want to say I want to go through all that sort of trauma, you know, the emotional trauma as well as the uh, abuse that we were given and everything else, you know. And 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 it it was it was bad. It was bad. But the thing is, even those who I had trouble from in those days who thought you were just going to look for lads for sex that's basically what you, you weren't going to football to watch your team you were, that's what you were looking for fellas uh but i know one one of them i saw him a few years ago and he says what did you write about me in that book for and i says because it was true and he went i know so um and we made up you know at the end of the day it's it's happened it's passed and i don't bear grudges so you've just you know you've just got to deal with it but I've seen a lot for younger younger girls now, and and it is hard for them. And and I I can see comparisons to what I had to go through in those days as well. But you know it it's it's difficult. And even my daughters had to go through it at one point. You know, so um, I would hope I would hope that I have earned that respect from people. Um, but you know, we do have a lot of people that. We talked to, I talked to, I mean, even when I wrote my first first book, people, uh, people I hadn't seen for 40 years came out of the woodwork and you carry on where you left off, you know. And and that's the one good thing about Leeds fans is we can reminisce like there's no tomorrow. And 
you know, talk about when we went to this game, when we went to that game and what happened here. And I mean, one lad said to me, how did you, how did you remember I got hit by a plank of wood at Wolverhampton? And I said, because I wrote it in my diary. So, you know, <laughs> but it's a talking point because he knows it happened and I know it happened and I put it in a book and he knows it's happened. But it's just like, wow, I remember that. And that's what it is. It's a lot of memories and hopefully it will will bring a lot of memories back for people and like all the photos so what what do what do you think like see whenever you were like writing obviously your diary and the and the whenever you were you know experience all all these things and like if somehow somebody had come to you and says one day you're going to write a book about all this like what what would have been your attitude at the time like do you think you would have thought i will you know that's kind of that could be the the end goal here or just you would have thought it was it was just so far removed it was just something that was personal to you or what did you think at the time well i suppose i never even thought it ever it would ever happen like that i mean i kept the diary because it was a you know it was so real and actually the violence in it comes it makes you scared to relive that these days you realize how bad things were by reliving it uh but uh, I would have never dreamt that I was going to write anything in the long run. I just thought, I, well, I didn't think I was good enough. Um, but um, Gary Edwards, great friend of ours, and he's written loads of books and is a big Leeds fan. And um, it was my friend Carolyn, uh, friend Sue, we just said, oh, we should write about our experiences. But because I wrote so much, I just went on and did it myself. Um, you know, and it, I just never thought it would happen. And, I didn't think I'd write this many, but now it feels like I've got to carry on, if you know what I mean, because people expect it. But, you know, there will come a day, no doubt, when people say I've had enough of you and whatever, and that might happen at some point, that I'll just stop. But uh, at this moment in time, just keep going as long as I possibly can. And um, with regards to your books, then, do you, like, self-publish them, or have you got a publisher that you, that you go to regularly? I've got a, I have got a publisher uh, and he, he does it on a sort of print on demand thing. So it's not like your traditional publisher, should I say, where you get a load of money sent at you, this, that and other. I've got to do all my own marketing and stuff. And I'll be honest, I'm not really a brilliant salesperson. I'll mention it and I'll show them, but I don't like to push anybody. If people want to buy it, they'll buy it. Uh, but I try to sort of get it out there so people know about it and they can make their own minds up then and people can use them for Christmas presents and birthday presents, which a lot of people do. Um, but you see, my, my main selling point, I think, was going to games, being there in person, showing, you know, uh, showing the books there and people would bet, oh, well, I'll have one of those. And because I used to carry them with me, but it's getting a bit heavy as my bag now with seven in there. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's that's sort of my main selling point and taking the photos of fans. But it's just, I, I just like to share share them with other Leeds fans and I share them around the world with everybody when I do my blog. I think it, it's definitely interesting as well. What you say about the selling thing, I, I 100% could see, could see myself like that, where like, like, I, I just hear asking people for like, oh, come and do your, or um, it's like, like if you're putting something up or you're trying to like um, sell something to them or even like like stuff like 
with the kids, like getting them, like if they're doing a sponsor, something sponsored, I just keep going to people and asking them, like you know, and I can I can definitely see that. So see see your books. Is any of them on like um, Kindle versions? Can you get Kindle versions, or are they only hard copies? Some of them are. Um, I mean, I would have liked to have them all on uh, that. Uh, and JMD Media is my publisher. I mean, there's there's links on my websites to them as well. Uh, my, my website, my website, and Twitter and uh, everything. Uh, but my website is www.followmeandleadsunited.co.uk and everything that I do goes onto there uh, and that's what I sh sort of share around the world. Uh, so there's links on there to it all uh, and I think there's a 25% discount if people go through my website to it. So, you know, but it's available on Amazon and things and it's just if people want to share it for me, that'd be brilliant. But <laughs> I've probably got to do it all. I, I I for one definitely will. I'll get um I'll get start some stuff shared later um online. But um, what was I was gonna say something else as well. But I I'm gonna I'm gonna let you into a secret here. So I'm gonna have a look. And you're saying some of them are Kindle versions. So hopefully nobody that I work with is watching this. But um sometimes where I where I work really bad signal. And uh, so what I do sometimes is like because you can't you're sitting and you're maybe having a break and you're sneaking a wee look on your phone. And you can't do it. You can't. You can't go on the internet. You can't look up. Like I, I'm a well man for it. Lunchtime, going on the actual internet on the on the computer and looking up news now to see, you know, the latest at Leeds or whatever. So the thing I started to do is I actually started to like download the Kindles, Kindle books because you don't need the signal to, to look at them. So anytime I'm on a break, I'm sitting having a wee read it at one of them. So if I've been reading one, it's um, it's on like the Don Revy years. So like I don't, I don't remember. Like don't know but it was when my dad, my dad started supporting these in 1970, um, and like I've heard bits of the stories, I've read a couple of the books. I might, I might even have read. Um, you says about um, Andrew Dalton. He released one. Of, he was one of the hundred years books, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I have that one upstairs. Um, and I've read it. So like I've read different bits and bobs, but I always find it really entertaining about you know some of the like the history. Like it seems like leads that kind of. Whatever I was reading, I think I think it was the Andrew Do the Andrew Dalton one. I'm not 100 percent sure because there, there were another was two at the time, wasn't there? Yeah, I could have got involved in that one, but I just said I've just got, I'm under too much pressure. I just physically can't yeah. do it, um, so I had to back away from that one. But yes, it would have been the one to get my name out there even more. But at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do, and um, you know I, I retire later this year, so it means I can. I can hopefully spend all my time doing my League United stuff and, uh, you know, Lovely. we'll see what happens. But uh, at it's, least, uh, it's at just an opportunity, really, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it definitely, like, obviously, if the, if you're retiring and uh, you've got a, a great opportunity there, you know, that, like, you've, it's all, like I always say, like, like, if I won, like, a load of money and, like, people are like, would you quit your job? And I was like, yeah. Of course, I would quit my job, and and what I would do is I would sit and I would write about football all day. You know, it's it's the dream, look. it's the dream, and I, you know, I'm I'm always envious of anybody that's doing it. And as I say, like I've I've wrote I wrote like a load of stuff where like I kind of like like older like historical stories. So I've done like stuff. I've done like articles about the um the Torino team. You know, the one that they were in the plane crash. And uh, it was, I think it was, was it the late 30s or late 40s? I think it was the 40s. 
I've done like a big article about them. I've done articles about like the Colombian football when like Escobar and all was like, but I've never kind of got beyond like maybe about five thousand words. So I need to kind of, you know, there, there's it's a big jump up the the eighty thousand for me. Like, so I need to I need to get I need to get an idea in my head and well, go I'm into it. I'm trying to do my mum's life story, but I, I can't really get flowing at the moment. But uh, I'm hoping that comes at some point you know so uh, um, that that is one thing i'm i'm aiming to do as well so i've got to get that completed as well so what i'm going what i'm going to ask you now and, and i apologize for putting you on the spot on it because i should have really prepared this but whenever i'm sitting here talking to somebody that has as many memories of Leeds United as, as you have i have to ask it so like if you can give me your three your top three like trips or be it be it a trip for something that happened or or just the game itself so give me give me your your top three well my top one is Wembley 72 uh going there and seeing Billy lift the cup at the end of that game is a dream come true uh it will always be my favorite game it was a perfect day apart from Mick Jones getting injured um and basically uh the, the whole build-up to the game, because the FA Cup was special in those days, and that's why I hold it dear to this day. Um, and the community singing before the game with Abide With Me and the National Anthem, they were just all inspiring when the whole stadium was singing it. It's, it's well, you know, it's still spine-tingling spine to this day for me. And Tommy, uh, Tommy Steele wearing whites, who was a Leeds fan, you know, and Her Majesty the Queen being the one, so she's a Leeds fan, you know. <laughs> but that, that to me, will always be my favourite game. And despite us losing in Salonica and Paris, I still am glad I had the opportunity to be there and witness it for myself. And, you know being able to actually go to those finals, even though I didn't originally get a ticket for Paris and I'd been that was going to be my 70th game that, that season. And uh, the club says, oh, you, you can watch it on telly. You'll be pleased to know. <laughs> no chance at all. I'm going to that game with or without a ticket. And I did end up with two, uh, courtesy of my friend Carol. She had got an extra one on a season ticket. So I got one from her. And then we travelled with the same trip, the, the Bulls office trip that we went to Barcelona with, because we'd gone on that trip, we got another ticket for Paris. So I sold that at face value to a Leeds fan outside the ground that I knew. So, you know, just being there to experience it. And even in Paris up to that, well, and up to Lorimer's goal, it had been perfect. Um, but I immediately, um, immediately looked at the linesman because obviously the offside, it signalled the goal, we were all cheering. And then Beckenbauer spoke to the referee and everything else is history. And I'll never forgive him for that. But uh, never forgive, never forget, but we will always be champions of Europe. So I know um, I, I was actually watching one of the, the programmes that Sky Sports used to do on the, you know, like the football's greatest teams and them ones, that the, the shows they do. And it was a Bayern Munich one. And it, show, it showed you the highlights of that game. And I can't remember what it was Beckham Bar was one of them anyway, like and they were kinda like, Yeah, you know, it probably probably was, you know, we probably got a bit of luck. No, they they're really playing it down, but they were basically saying, Yeah, we robbed them, like, you know. But um I know my my dad always always talks about it and whenever you mention actually the seventy three FA Cup final, it was it was his um it was his sixtieth last year, two twenty twenty nineteen. And uh 
I was kind of like I wanted to get him something Leeds, you know, like because like like that's why that's also why I swear Leeds like there's there's not a massive amount of Leeds fans in Ireland like so, um, but uh, I ended up getting him uh, like a replica of Alan Clark's top um, from the from the final. So yeah, so that was uh, that was one. So I know it's one that he's always very keen on, like you know, and, and he started supporting Leeds. Actually, it was the nineteen seventy final against Chelsea, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he says like all his friends were kind of like supporting Chelsea, and he was kind of like, right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the other road. So I could be sitting here talking to some Chelsea tube about about some some Roman Abramovich and all the money, you know. So, but no, I um, uh, it was not always the easiest choice, but I'm glad I'm glad he did. And, you know, he went he went the Leeds way in the end, but it definitely wasn't the easiest. Certainly over the the last sixteen years, anyway. But um, no, it's it's really interesting to hear all the you know the old games and stuff and and uh, as I say, I'm definitely I'm gonna go on the Kindle and see what ones I can sneak on. Just don't tell my boss. Um, and I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be sharing um, all the, the links. I know it because I've been on your website a couple of times. Um, I know you, you shared at least one um, report into the the wee chat that we have. And then I know I, I know I went on and I read it, and then I was flicking about your website and stuff, and I was on different stuff. So we'll, we'll share that as well. But um, I hope that uh, you'll be able to come on a few more times, and hopefully in better circumstances after a win. Or before, you know, it's, it's disappointing that we have to talk after a win or after a defeat. But but um, certainly I found it entertaining anyway. Yeah, it's um, it's law basically. But you know, the thing is. Leeds United is deep in your heart. Once you're a Leeds fan, it stays there and it's there in your heart. And the, I'm still as passionate and as mad as I was in all those earlier days. I'm still as mad and passionate now. I kick every ball and get worked up and everything else. But at least when I take uh, uh, photos at games, it stops me getting a bit stupid. But <laughs> 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 You've got to do it, haven't you? If, you know, yeah. still, I'll still uh, leap in the air if we score. And, I mean, even when... Uh, Strikes header were in and Costas that were it straight away up in the air. I think I think tonight it was kind of like whenever strike the strike the strike goal was kind of like all right well they're one back and then caught the Costa one that it definitely had me kind of sitting a wee bit closer to the TV and kind of like are, are we going to do something here and all I could think of was the time Arsenal threw away the four 0 lead against Newcastle and I was thinking could could this could we do this today and and for a wee while it definitely it got the it got the um the heart racing a wee bit but. I'm, in the end of the day, it wasn't the B, but do you know what? We're sitting, we're in a good place. The, the worst thing that could happen today was we were 11th in the Premier League and like 17 points clear of relegation zone. So we're going to be there next year and, you know, hopefully hopefully things in the, the country improve where, you know, everybody can be at the games and stuff and and uh, it, gets, uh, it gets better in that respect. But I... Um, as I say, I just I wanted to say thank you for you to come on. Um, Rob is talking about a defeat, but definitely you know to get talking about the books that that was whenever like I was messaged earlier into the wee group and I was kind of um, I would always check in to see if anybody else wants to come on. And whenever nobody else was coming, on, I was kind of thinking if somebody else comes on here, I'm not really going to be able to ask her about her books, you know, because like somebody else will be sitting there like a square wood, you know. And, so I was, I was kind of glad in a way, you know, that no, nobody else come on, but it's it's good to hear about it, and I'm definitely going to share all the all the links and stuff to it, and I'm going to be getting on the Kindle, and I'm going to be reading it all this week in work. Well, but um, 
got to get on with my blog after this. So that's my next yeah. one, and then share that around the world anyway. So. See you. See you with regard to your blog. Like, like, what kind of like, like, what sort of numbers are you like? Would you be getting on it? Would you, Would you get a good following? Or I know it's so hard to get people, isn't it? It's like you, you put stuff in, you put so much into it, and then some. Like sometimes there's just not as many hits as, as the work deserves. Do Do you feel does it frustrate or? There's probably you know there might only be a few hundred. Who knows? But at the end of the day, I do. I, you know those who read it. They enjoy it. They want to read it. They look forward to it because people around the world who can't actually get to games, it keeps them in touch yeah. with United, keeps you in touch with the fans who actually at the games are on the terraces, etc. So, you know, if it, if it makes some people happy, then that's it. But yes, I know at times you think, am I wasting my time? But then you just think, well, what about the people who do want it? So at the end of the day, that's who I do it for. No, that's that's a good, that's a very good attitude to have. Um, I know for me, like like for my writing, like it was actually like I used to be like mad, mad for like gambling, and then I stopped gambling, and for about six months, I was like, like I felt like I, like I couldn't watch football without like I was like, what am I going to be doing? Like, am I watching this year and thinking like I want to do a bit or something? And, and for me, then it was Euro twenty twelve, and I started writing about football. So for me, it's it's always like not about necessarily how many people read it it's for me it's like kind of like a therapy type, type thing you know where it's like this gives me a reason to you know follow football and the way i did as much as whenever i was a kid do you know what i mean it, it's things some things have changed but i'm look, still looking at things and i'm trying to take as much in as i can and as i say see you're getting a couple of hundred people reading it that's that's way better than, than anything i ever done like so yeah um really it's really good and as i say one of these days, I hope to follow in your footsteps and uh, be an author. Who knows? It could, could be could be a, a rival Leeds United author. You never know. Look, you know. I, I'd like, always. The thing is, I would always encourage anybody to put their own stories to pen and paper because even though we were all at the same games, a lot of us, this, everybody still had different stories to tell. Yeah. It, you know, I'll always be interested in reading what others have to say. So, you know, yeah, you, you go for it. Definitely, definitely. But um, also, as I say, thanks very much, Heidi, for joining me today. Um, I've got you in the wee, the wee chat, so hopefully um, over the, the next couple of weeks you'll be, you'll be back on. And uh, as I say, I'll get all the, the sharing of your books. And uh, thanks to everybody that watched, and thanks to you. And uh, like I say, we'll, uh, we'll go for now, but tomorrow night um, on the channel, I have um, Jenny, who's been a guest a few times. He's going to do the past, present, and future series where he picks his past, present, and future favourite Leeds players. So that's on. And then we'll be back at some point later in the week um, for the Wolves game. So hopefully everybody can join us then. And uh, until then, hopefully uh, we'll, uh, we'll lift ourselves up off the ground after a disappointing result. But um, we're, still, we're still sitting nicely. So thank you, everyone. Thank you.